Hey, this is Kyle. And this is David. And this is the TechMill Podcast. This is the Technome Podcast, and we are sitting here with Randy Skinner, who... Hey, guys. ...is... <laughs> I'm not really sure how to intro you. She is a board member for TechMill. She also does marketing for a local agency. She's part of a ton of local groups and nonprofit things, so... Um, that sounds for, good. That's about right. Yeah, pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just in there. That just, sounded great. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Randy, yeah. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm super stoked that I'm I, nobody can see me. So I'm gonna take my shoes off and enjoy the greyhound ish <laughs> ish ish. Yeah, it's, it's sort all of right. a greyhound that you make. Yeah, it's it's a good drink. They definitely have some good bartending skills. <laughs> Thank so. you. Uh, yeah, so I guess, David, would you like to kick this off? Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so, um, as usual, we, we try to talk about certain questions every time. So, uh, what brought you to Denton? All right. So, I originally came to Denton back in 2004 for school. So, I, I was going to be a nurse. Now, how I got to marketing, it's like way different, right? So, um, but I was going to be a nurse, so I, I went to went to TWU and was going to go down that path, and quickly realized that I probably would not be very great in that field. I don't have patience or, you know, all the the caregiving that needs to go into it. So I, I transferred over to UNT, and uh, that's where I met my husband, Aaron, and so that's kind of how Denton started to become home. Was he a Dentonite? Was he? You know, Aaron is from Trenton, which is this super small little dot right outside of McKinney and kind of Sherman and they don't even actually there may be one stoplight now but I don't think they have a stoplight so (laughs) he was a small town guy and I grew up in like North Dallas and we met at UNT at Bonnie Green Apartments which are still there Uh so you know we drive past there like oh that's where we met like (laughs) all these crummy little apartments it's so cute so um and I've Aaron and I have been married for three years and um, when we got engaged I guess like two years before that a year before that um, we moved back to Denton so we kind of moved off we thought we wanted to I thought I wanted to do like this big city like work in downtown Dallas wear the high heels it was like sex in the city that was like my vision for my life and then I quickly realized as I was doing this life that I was like I don't think I want to do this. Like, so when we were kind of figuring out where we wanted to plant our roots and grow and build and have community, Denton was just, I mean, the first on our list. And so we've been back here now for, I think, four years. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I went away for a couple of years and, and then came back as quick as I could, right? Isn't that awesome. like, if you leave Texas, you come back as soon as you can? Yeah. If you leave Denton, you come back as soon as you can. <laughs> I, I almost did the same thing. Uh, my wife and I almost moved to downtown Dallas, and I'm really glad I didn't because, A, it would have been a heck of a drive for her sure. to drive back here, and then, like, coming back to Denton and doing tech mail, it's like, Mm, I'm good. This is great. I'm super happy here. I don't want to go back to Dallas. Well, now y'all just bought a house in Denton, right? We did. So you're yeah. like real. We're like real Denton. You're, you're like, adulting. We're committed. You to are Denton. committed. <laughs> Congrats on the home purchase. Thanks. It's exciting. So, so I know David probably knows more than I do that you are super active 
in the community? Like how many different groups are you a part of now? You know, um, probably like five, I would say. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, five that I serve on like some type of leadership role. I'm, I'm really involved with Rotary Club and Denton County Young Professionals. And then, of course, Tech Mill is one of my new loves. So excited to get to kind of come on and learn more about that world. Um, and the Parks Foundation is another organization that lets me help out. And um, there's a few others. I mean, definitely involved with the Chamber. I my my thing is that I I just love to to get to be a part of the community and and use my skills and you know I always say I love collecting skills and connecting people. <laughs> I know it's cheesy, but that's what I'm good at. That's what I'm great at. And we don't have kids yet, so I have more time. I feel like I'm. I have a theory that I can just like strap the kid on the front like a backpack, like one of those front <laughs> backpacks, and still do all these things. But um, I'm learning from parents that that may not be a feasible <laughs> option. Yeah, David's like, yeah, no, yeah, but, no. Yeah. But, you know, so it gives me a little bit more time to be able to go out and do some of the extra things. But, yeah, I'm, I love being involved in Denton. I mean, it's so, it's so easy to get involved. Like, that's the thing. Don't sit close to too many people. If they know you want to, like, do something and give back, like, they'll just – They'll ask you, they'll plug you in. So it's like the coolest problem to have in a city where there's this really low barrier to get connected, get involved. I mean, and there's so many different things from mm -hmm. arts to music to tech to business. I mean, whatever you're passionate about, there's something there, mm -hmm. which is one of the top probably like 200 things I love about Denton. <laughs> well, yeah, it's so inclusive and so easy to you just start showing up and then everyone welcomes you. Yeah, it really them. is. Yeah, so you so I know one one of your last things you did was leadership Denton. And so which is kind of it's kind of like a unique thing because it's like a class. It's not necessarily like an ongoing thing that you can do every year. Um, so what was your experience with leadership Denton and what does that do like for the community? Man, that's a really good question. Um, leadership Denton was hard. It was <laughs> it was challenging. I mean, if you think about it, you get 20 people in a room together that may or may not know each other that are that are leaders. So we got a lot of like big personalities and then you say go do something great together as a team and like <laughs> how do you like how do you even get people to line up in a straight line you know and so it was definitely challenging um our our task our project that the class was assigned was um how do you build and i don't remember the exact question but it was like how do you build tech in denton and it's like wow that's like a super broad question first of all like what does tech mean to you because mm -hmm. I've learned it means a lot of different things and there's so many different ways to get vested in the technology community so um, it was a really cool experience um, I think that there's two folds of what leadership didn't offers um, one is for those people participating in the class you get to learn a lot about the behind the scenes efforts of Denton from the nonprofit world to the economic development world to the creative arts world. I mean, everything. Um, and then you also grow. I mean, it kind of, it reminded me a little bit of group work in college. Uh, did y'all ever do group work in college? <laughs> it was awful. It was awful. Yeah. <laughs> like you're assigned like, oh, these 10 people are going to be in your group and you all get the same grade, which that's, that's a bunch of bull. <laughs> yeah. I don't, can, can you say that? I would let's not yeah, just I in like, case, I, but I was, I'm glad you restrained it. Pretty, yeah. yeah, you know how you finish that. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of was this mentality. But uh, what's really cool is that because you also have all these people coming together that are 
so vested in Denton and want Denton to grow and thrive, you, you find that common ground. Um, and so that's kind of the second part of it is the way it goes back to Denton is just that you have people that are now even more vested in your community, know more ways to get involved, know more about kind of all the options. And I think that probably 95% of the people that graduate from Leadership Denton are even more fired up um, and want to get creative about how they can grow Denton. And I think that's kind of what led me to Tech Mill was I learned all about this te technology community and the startup scene and I was like man like I want to be a part of that I I'm what I do at Blue Steel I'm I work with all the techies I myself am not like a traditional techie I mean I've got digital I can do some digital marketing damage you know <laughs> but um I I just felt like the startup scene was something that <clears throat> we we just need to grab onto and really make thrive in Denton because I think it's the direction for ED and for so many other things and there's just so much potential and so through Leadership Denton that's kind of what got me over to Tech Mill and learning more about that and and learning how I can be a part of that you know even though I may not know how to go and code all the awesome stuff and do Drupal and do all these really awesome things um, I think I kind of bring another side of it which is a little bit more of the business world and I still understand the technology world and I communicate with them as in my role as like project management and kind of doing some of the digital strategies and such but that was like a really long answer <laughs> to the well, question well and that's one of the reasons well you're on the tech mill board that's another reason but one of the reasons we wanted to have you on the podcast because you bring a different perspective than all us coders and people that are deal with technology every single day and so it's good to have that that extra perspective and also to let people know you don't have to be knees deep in code every day to be part of the tech community. You just have to show up pretty much. And so thanks for doing that. Thanks for showing up. Totally. Thanks. I mean, thanks for having me. <laughs> I, I think I get more techie as it goes on. Like I'm learn I've, I mean, I just learned how do you set up this podcast? That has to be like a check mark for something. This is my first podcast to ever be on. So oh, Jenna Duncan told me I am a I'm hip now. Oh wow, because I see I'm that. on the podcast. So That's, I yep. I figured like do you get a, some sort of button? I think we have a, we have or? tons of buttons. We have okay. tons of buttons. Yeah. They're not they're not podcast buttons, but they'll That's do. That's okay. Yeah. I just want the the like validation of my effort. Yep. David vetoed my podcast t-shirt. So yeah. um t-shirts are great. We'll have to get it later. <laughs> we'll make our own. So <laughs> so to segue into so blue steel, right? Yeah. So so your background is is it was what what'd you go to school for? Was it traditional marketing or was it not marketing at all? Yeah, so my um, degree from University of North Texas, Go Mean Green um, is a business degree and I actually graduated with a degree in entrepreneurship and so I chose that because um, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do and the degree plan um, for entrepreneurship was a blend of management, marketing, organizational behavior. You got all of kind of these different, and finance, which it's like, we, I'm, <laughs> that is not my jam. But all of that rolled into it. Um, and so that's why I chose that plan and, or chose that degree. Um, and marketing was a part of it, but it's interesting because I never, what I've been out of, I think I've been out of school now for, uh, eight years, something like that. 
something like that. I'll have to count that. Um, <laughs> I never saw myself in like an actual like marketing role mm-hmm. or like any sort of, I never saw myself doing what I was doing now. I, and I kind of fell into the business world because I got a job, which a lot of people probably know with vector marketing, which is Cutco knives. Okay. So they, they like recruit students on UNT campus and my mom, I was 17. She was like, you need to get a job. And I'm like, okay, well there was this one on the bulletin board, so it looks good. (laughs) So I went and got this job and you know, actually they taught you like really great skills that are building rapport and kind of like the sales process and how to cut a penny, which I can still do. <laughs> I, I'm happy to show so you all one there's day. a technique. There, there is a technique. Let's I can see. create a longhorn or cut the penny in half. Like I've got those skills now for about <laughs> 12 years. So just let me know. Um, but so I went in this job that was kind of like a sales job just to, you know, you get a job in college, like whatever. And then I ended up, I loved it. And I loved like the kind of the, you go out and you're marketing and direct selling and like all this cool stuff. And so that was kind of how I got over into the business world. And then from there, it just evolved into going and working in the corporate world and doing sales and marketing together. And then it kind of evolved into print materials and then from that into the digital world and project management. And so I said earlier, like I, I collect skills. That's literally how my career path has gone. Like I went from doing sales at a huge staffing firm to a financial firm, to a, um, a language consulting firm, kind of all those same skills building upon. And then my first step into like the project management and kind of technology scene was I was working with a global cash logistics company and I was doing sales and marketing for them and started doing project management to help out for this huge like smart safe like you know it's like the new and the best and like smart safe technology in like the actual safes you have at restaurants and different things like that and so I was like man like this is really cool like it's cloud-based technology So that's when I first learned like what that was. (laughs) It's like, no, it's not really in a cloud. I knew that. Um, And then from there, just really, I wanted to be back in Denton. I was commuting um, and commuting from Denton to Dallas. And I I just wanted to be back. And so I sought out local agency and was awesome enough to hire me on and kind of learned the rest from there. So, so what do you do for Blue Steel? Like, what is your role and yeah, what is your day to day? Question. Okay, what <laughs> do I do? Um, so I do because we're a small agency. We're a five person agency. The way that we function is very different than like a large Dallas agency, right? Like a large Dallas agency, you're gonna have like one defined role. Like you are creative. You are web design. You're print. You're this, um, and then your sales and account management is all separate. So for us, because we're a small agency, we wear a lot of hats. And so my role is kind of a combo of sales, project management, and strategy. Um, And so in my day-to-day role, I work with our team, um, Frank, Adam, and Cassie, who are our developer, designer, content writer, social media pros and um, kind of manage the projects for between them and the clients so that they don't have to deal with the crazy. 
No offense if any of our clients are listening. <laughs> uh, it's all good crazy. They all use their crazy for good. So it's good. Um, and kind of keep us on track. And then my favorite part, other than working with clients, because I that's I love being client facing and helping people achieve their goals and you know figure out how to like reach those marketing su- successes. But my favorite part is when we get to sit down and come up with like a game plan and do some creative work and like plan for a logo and plan for like what their brand should be and their voice should be and kind of bring all that into a website or whatever other digital tools are appropriate. So it's kind of a mix. So, uh, you know, it's versatile. It's never boring. (laughs) I'm running in and out. Sometimes I'm sitting at the desk. So, (laughs) so, so I know, um, so blue steel is primaries like per, Blue Steel's primary audience is marketing clients or our marketing clients, right? Yeah, is that so our do? target audience would be business owners mm-hmm. um, that are typically going to be at least usually 20 employees or more. Um, and ultimately just comes down to if they have a marketing budget. Like we, we typically are able to add the most value if you have, you know, some dollars to put towards your marketing efforts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know, um, I think we've talked about this once before, but you guys do like a lot of social media marketing and like, what do you kind of, marketing is a very broad, which is why I asked this because totally. some agencies like our agency doesn't do social media. We do technical SEO um, and we do a lot of development, but we don't ever really get into the more like print marketing or uh, social media marketing or anything like that. So what, so what do you guys do um, in like marketing realm? Yeah, so specifics of what we do. Um, we do web design, um, and then when we go into, we do digital. When we go into digital, we do um, some social media where we really can add the most value for our clients is more of coming up with a strategy and teaching them how to do it. Um, because a lot of times the budget that you need for someone to do your, your social media for you well is outside what businesses are willing to put towards it Mm -hmm. so you know if someone has a enough budget that they're able to like have someone do their social media full-time it oftentimes in my opinion makes sense for you just to bring someone in house and then let us help you come up with a strategy and teach them how to do it and so we do a lot of um, digital paid paid ads through kind of Facebook and things like that and showing people how to utilize social media um, whether it be you know Facebook, Twitter, we don't really do much with like Snapchat and stuff like that from from our business perspective because mm-hmm. it tends to be traditional businesses. Um, and then we do we do print, uh, not a ton of it. Um, I, we're huge advocates and believers in that you need really one strong print piece at least, and then it really just depends from there. Um, so we do a lot of brochures, kind of the fun, we don't do any of like the traditional like trifold brochures for the main, main part. We do like more fun and funky, some different folds, add some, add some, you know, uniqueness in the world of print. <laughs> so I hate seeing ugly stuff out in the world. It's really sad. Um, and then we do uh, content writing um, all in house. So helping with blogging, newsletters, helping create a strategy for that email campaign. Um, And what we don't do is we don't do like SEO or SEO research. We partner with people for that and then we help implement it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we we really believe that SEO, search engine optimization is 
such a huge gorilla that you need someone that that's all they do. You know, they're 100% focused on that. And so what we do is partner with them and then we help on the implementation side because we really know our clients' audience and their brand. Um, and so from a branding standpoint, we help with developing your brand. You can come in and we have people come in and they just have like an idea that in their head and we'll help them work it out by defining their voice, their audience, their visual things, everything, whatever it needs to be. And then we'll design all of that for them. Um, but yeah, so web design, digital marketing. And we use Google fonts, which I know David hates Google fonts. So. <laughs> no, I, I hate hates, all web fonts. He hates fonts. all web fonts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I guess really, uh, I mean, marketing, as we just described, is just incredibly, oh, my God. You can do so much stuff. And there, you, can, you can dig super deep into any one of those channels. Um, I guess what would you say is your primary or at least what's your favorite focus in in the marketing realm like like what what do you are you really passionate about in that area so i would say blue steel as a whole would be web web development and creating like lead generating websites so Mm -hmm. not just websites that look pretty but actually function well Mm -hmm. and have a clear call to action so that would be like the blue steel answer my personal answer um i would say it's I love brand development. So really taking someone's idea and turning it into like a package that they can go out and use in the world. So like their voice and the visuals and, you know, the logo and all of that stuff. Your brand is not your logo, but it is one of the package items. (laughs) So I love that, um, that process that we work through. Um, And then I also love social media. I think it has a place in just about every business um, and just the ability to engage with people really quickly and instantly. And I think especially for nonprofits, that's one of my favorite things is to help teach them how to utilize social media mm-hmm. um, because it's free. I mean, mm-hmm. it's your time. It's your time. Um, but it doesn't cost a lot for them. And I think that's always a really cool value add. Right. So it's kind of a few things. It's hard to pick one. Yeah. No, I get it. And, and it's crazy, too, because they all have their own, like, metrics that you're comparing against. And, I mean, if you talk, like, our first guest was Eric Swain, and he uh, is director of fan engagement for Funimation, and he deals with this on, like, a very large scale. So instead of doing it for a bunch of different clients, he manages one giant company's social media presence and has to measure metrics on every single little thing. And so you could... You could basically have like Google Analytics version and like Facebook and just track nothing but Facebook analytics for your users. And it's just insane amount of work to handle all of that. So metrics are amazing. Metrics. Metrics. Can I add that as a favorite thing? Sure. Yeah. Metrics. Metrics, Yeah. (laughs) Like actually knowing that something worked. Or that it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Like if it doesn't work, that's kind of fun too because then you have to like figure out like why isn't it working? (laughs) That's really cool. So he manages it. So all social media networks for the one or, Oh, someone's calling us. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Manages all guest calling. It's Aaron. I can, you know, I I have a guest caller. (laughs) We'll take them on the line now. Um, my switchboard over here. Yeah. So he manages it for that one company, like all of their networks. Yes. Yes, he does. That yeah. Yes. 
that's that's intense. Yeah, and actually, he has other people who who usually manage the some of those, team. and he's yeah, it's just yeah, he's looking at the big picture and that's the macro awesome. yeah. size things. And yeah. It's like in Batman, you know, where he could see everything that everyone was talking about in the whole city. That's what Eric does. <laughs> uh, so Eric is like Batman. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Eric is like Batman. That's Precisely. pretty cool. That's that's really neat. <laughs> so, so did you have any other questions? I, I wrote down two. You did. Okay. Oh, yes. All right. Let's get to One of them is about a topic that Kyle and I have been going back and forth a bit about in Slack. Probably. How often do you think a logo should be changed? Talking about branding and how a logo is not your brand, but still it represents you. How often do you think a logo should be changed? Oh, man. Okay. So I don't think there's like one right answer. Sure there is. Um, oh, <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. Okay, well, you're going to have to tell me anything. I actually haven't even looked at that in the Slack channel. Now I'm going to go back and, and well, it was go a backwards. private and, message between. Okay. Yeah, it was, a, um, it was just a, private banter. I don't think there's like one right answer as to how often it should be changed. I think that it's more about doing, look, taking a look at your audience, who your customer base is, who your ideal client is. From, from where you are like now compared to where it was when you originally, like let's just say started and that was the logo you started with. So if that has changed significantly or if a goal has changed significantly or something of something there, ha I feel like there has to be a reason for it, right? Like for the most part, it doesn't need to just be something that you're doing because you're like, I don't like it. I want to do something different. Like <laughs> there needs to be a purpose. Um, and now granted, that doesn't mean that just because you don't like it and you want to do something new and exciting, that doesn't mean it's wrong. It just need, means that you need to stop and take a look at all of those things because the opportunity cost of what you're giving up from a logo that you have established, even if nobody knows your logo, you're still giving something up. I mean, you are. So is what you would be getting from the change greater than what you'd be losing? Nice. I like the is answer. Is that a good answer? Good. I think so, it was a great answer. So to answer, it depends. Yeah. Well, of course. I love that answer. Everything does. <laughs> uh, other question, favorite social media platform. I already know what it's going to be. Facebook. Yeah, I knew that. Okay, but so. I am learning how to be a better... To twit. To, yes, to, to Twitter, to tweet. I'm learning how to do that more. And then I am... I, so I'm trying to like keep up with all of them, right? Because it's just like good to do. And so I'm also learning how to do Snapchat, oh. but I'm really bad at it. Oh. And so I only like, I have a group of friends that like they do Snapchat all the time. And so I really only do it when I'm around other people because I want to feel like I'm a part of it. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to do the Snapchat. Like, I don't know. I, I just learned how to use like filters like not that long ago. <laughs> However, I did learn you can purchase a filter and have it be anything you want, like a say something or say a hashtag. Um, which I think is really cool, and that could be cool for businesses. Like if you're having an event, like you could purchase the filter, and it can, you know, say whatever, bootstrap Fancy. Denton or whatever. Mm. Um, so I'm trying to get better at it, and I'm trying to get better at Twitter. I suck at Twitter. <laughs> it's it takes a lot of time to do it properly. I had to convince a coworker to get on Twitter because she she just has like this stream of consciousness that is just hilarious, but she doesn't know she's hilarious. I'm like, you just need to tweet everything oh, you yeah. think. Like everything you think. And like the first day she was on, she tweeted for like an hour straight. And then it was just like another eight hours before she said anything else. Because that's the only time she sure. was thinking about something to start tweeting it. So, And and is it good? I mean, is it funny? 
Uh, hers is funny for the most part, um, but there are other people who are definitely not funny, and it seems like they're mostly just like constantly complaining about something. Oh, I oh, I hate people that use social media for complaints. <laughs> Often, like you can do one every once in a while, but this is not like a, a PSA announcement of everything you're pissed off about in the world. Like that is what is not used for. So, so, so let's let's just to say that I am a student at UNT, maybe I'm in the School of Business, maybe I'm thinking about pursuing a marketing degree, maybe I'm not really sure what marketing is because honestly the last time I talked to a marketing student it was all about like, it was all traditional marketing, they had no idea that social media is considered marketing, um, they like they don't really teach digital from what I gathered the last time I talked to five someone. Five P's. Yeah. Like, is it five? Is, <laughs> is it five P's? P's? I have I think no idea. See, P's, I don't even know what that is. Product. Pro- it doesn't oh, mean. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, let me think about that. <laughs> so, so, someone, so I'm this student and I'm in business. I'm not really sure what to do, but I know that marketing is really cool. And someone told me, hey, what you're already doing is kind of marketing. Maybe you should think about doing that. What advice would you give to someone who is thinking of pursuing a marketing career or even like if you were going to talk to a traditional marketing student how you would change your perspective on what they should be learning versus what they are learning right now Mm. so I mean I think for any student like what you learn in school I mean I think y'all probably have similar experience is very different than what actually happens when you go out and start implementing it and it's different depending upon the organization or the agency or whatever that you're working for because there's different cultures different job titles, everything. Um, so with that being said, I would say to someone that it, that thinks they may want to pursue a, a career in marketing or whatever career they want to pursue, read about it, go and talk to, you know, three to five people that do what you go find people that have a job that you're like, man, that looks cool. I would want to do that. Go talk to them, learn about what they're doing, the things they read, the things that they do, where they go for resources and kind of start to infiltrate and infiltrate the, (laughs) you know, learning more about that. Um, Honestly, it's just, it's collecting skills. It really is. I mean, get an internship if that works for you. Go and talk to people. Work for free somewhere for a week if you have to. Shadow somebody. Um, My guess is, is that what you think something is, is probably very different once you start actually doing the job. Um, but I mean, just go and do it. Just try, just get a foot in the door in part of the way, ways that I've gotten my jobs is not from like an actual, Oh, they have a job opening. I'm, you know, looking into this, put your resume together, get your social media on check. Please make sure your social media doesn't have crazy stuff on it. (laughs) Every employer is looking at it. So get your social media on check and just start sending it out and making phone calls and asking if there's a way that you can get involved and like what tell them what you'd like to do um i've created a few of my positions in that way just from saying hey like these are my skills this is what sounds interesting to me and where can you fit me what would you say your favorite resources are like like do you have any blogs you follow or like companies that do like a really good example or like what? What would you suggest people look at? So Blue Steel Solutions has a resource center. I'm just <laughs> um, so okay, there is um, a, there's a few. So the what's the name? It's the you too can be a guru. 
Um, and her name is Bridget, and she has a YouTube channel, and she does like these one minute like tips about like things that you can do to be better on social and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I love that one. I think that's fun. Honestly, Google. I am a dork. So like what I do, if I have like something that I'm interested in or something I want to learn about, I go and I Google and like type it in. And then I like having a list of like all the different resources that would talk about this one thing, because I think there's so many different opinions. Mm -hmm. And so I tend to pick like, okay, here's like three to five things that are interesting about the topic that I want to learn about. Um, So that tends to be extremely valuable resource for me (laughs) um and then as far as like blogs i follow i mean we get so much stuff and like coming in with all the different marketing tracks and just so much information um i think that it just kind of depends on the topic so i don't really i don't have one other than that video blog video blog and google everything and google everything (laughs) and call somebody and ask them so literally like I mean, like I asked you, I was like, how does this work? Like, And I'm like, there's wires and they run to each <laughs> other. Yeah, ask questions. <laughs> ask questions, yeah. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. What's Always yours? Fun. What do y'all, what's yours? So, well, it depends on who you ask in my company. Um, I mean, we're big, when I say Google nerds, I mean like in terms of the content Google puts out and like the rule, because when you're doing SEO, like, Google is the end all be all. Like sure. you almost don't even really care about Bing or any of the other search engines, but um, you try to follow any as best practices as you can. But um, we f- we try and follow a lot of the updates that Google comes out with. Mm-hmm. Either it's Penguin or Panda or whatever the next animal they're coming out with. <laughs> um, and uh, we used to be a big HubSpot follower as well. I, I like HubSpot um, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do a lot of inbound marketing, so mm. HubSpot they have a really good at least. Um, consistent uh, message mm-hmm. about how you should do inbound marketing. And for the most part, it's fairly on point and it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So um, I would probably say like Google itself, like what they say are the best practices mm-hmm. that we need to be following. Um, and also a lot of like the HubSpot marketing stuff is pretty good. It's to read. good. I agree with that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Do you have one, David? Um, I have a lot of things. So. Well, like what's your top like two or three? Um, so number one blog I read every day is Seth Godin's blog. He's a marketing type guy and yeah. Um, also, um, podcasts, Horace Deju has critical path podcast and a Simcoe where he just analyzes Apple. I'm a big fan of Apple. Don't like Google. Um, so I don't like Google. Surprise, surprise. I don't don't even know why we're co-hosts. Yeah. It's it's like the odd couple. Um, (laughs) And so, yeah, that's mostly it right now. There's some other blogs I read, but yeah. Those are good ones. I, I'll have to check out the second one. I've, I've, the first one I'm familiar with, but I haven't, I haven't listened to that podcast. Yeah, I'll put it. That'll, that Google and uh, you two can be a guru will be in the show notes. Are taking our show notes? <laughs> yes. yes, good. <laughs> awesome. Well, do you have any, any wrapping thoughts, David? I, no, I have I have nothing. My mind no. is blank. Randy, do you have any wrapping thoughts? I really don't. Do no. I need to have one? I mean, you know, I think it's the first time I've asked, honestly, oh. if someone has any wrapping thoughts. But yeah. if do you want, want to do a rap, <laughs> I beatboxed on the first episode by accident. 
He so, did. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Go, David. Go, David. <laughs> so, so if someone wanted to get in contact with you and say, Randy, I have so many questions about everything. Uh, I need help. How would they get in touch with you? Yeah, definitely. Any questions um, or if I can plug you into anything in Denton that you're passionate about, whether it be community service, getting involved with marketing, tech mill, whatever. <laughs> um, you can, as of like n- next week, I think Blue Steel is actually going to be officing out of Stoke. Awesome. Sweet. So we are very excited about that. So my team, um, my boss lady, Heather Steele, she'll be moving us over here. So we will be accessible here. Um, and then me personally, Facebook, I'm always on Facebook. <laughs> I'm very responsive to Facebook messages. I've noticed that. I'm, it pops up automatically. It's almost better than texting. It really well, <laughs> texting doesn't pop up like in the same way on my phone. Right. It may be user error. I'm totally that may be <laughs> that may be part of it. But Facebook always pops up. Um, but anyways, Facebook, I'm very responsive. Um, you guys can totally add to the list my cell phone number and my email. I'm fine giving that kind of stuff out. <laughs> it's on my LinkedIn. I'm I'm a huge believer in just being transparent and that if somebody wants to get a hold of me, they can. All the telemarketers already have it. You know, they I, I've signed up for so many like newsletters or you know getting things in. So everybody has it anyways. Um, but yeah, email me. Um, Facebook, LinkedIn. And, you know, maybe one day I'll be great at Twitter. And that would be, I I would love for people to follow me on Twitter. That's what I'm supposed to do is I'm supposed (laughs) to build up my followers. So um, I think my Twitter handle is at Randy M. Skinner for my middle name, McKenzie. Oh, okay. So that's a personal fact for you. And your social security. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah, reach out anything I can do. I'm, I, I would love to, I would love to help connect anyone with marketing tools or ways to get involved in the community. Awesome. Well, you're an awesome person. Thank you for being Thank on the podcast. You. And I'm going to get that button. You're, yes. yes, we will yes. Uh, okay. get those shipped out as yes. soon as four to six weeks. And so oh, perfect. I think it's, perfect. Yeah, that's the way they're back ordered. We had so many requests. Yes. So. yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being on the show, Randy. Uh, once again, this is the Tech Mill Podcast, where we interview people in the community and tell their interesting tech stories. So any wrapping thoughts, David? Beatboxing? Bye. Okay. These microphones and stuff smell new. They are new. Actually, your Something smells new. Yours is brand new. I just pulled it out of the box. Too. <laughs> it's the cord. <laughs> this one like, smells new. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, new car smell. smell.